Welcome to the English Out Loud podcast, a podcast where I give you tips on how you can enhance your spoken English. My name is Pat. I'm from Toronto, Canada, and uh, currently recording from back up in Canada again, spending some time back up here. It's a lovely summer. It really is. It's a nice summer. I'm enjoying myself. And gotten to jump in the lake a couple of times, taking a couple walks out into the forest. I'm enjoying myself outside of the city. I mean, it's one thing to be in Toronto, but but I'm up seeing my mom up a little north of the city, and it's like, oh my goodness, it's great up here. It's refreshing. It's refreshing. You know when you grow up in a place and you think to yourself, I could leave this place and not care if I ever come back. That's how I felt. You know, I felt I could leave this little town and never return to it, and I won't miss a thing. And you know something? I was wrong because I left this little town. I've traveled to different countries and learned other languages and all this great stuff. Gotten married and adopted a couple doggies, and now I come back, and I think to myself, "Wow, I feel really, really good here." You know, I like it. It may be boring. But that's okay. It's nice to get out of the city. That's all I'm saying. Nice to get out of the city. Nice to see some trees. Enjoy a little bit of nature. An idiomatic expression to say that? Well, you could just say it's nice to get away. I had to get away. Went out to the country. Had to get away for a couple weeks. Get away. Disconnect. Well, today, today's episode, I'm going to talk about the internet. I want to talk about the kinds of words that you can use to talk about being online. Many people in today's society spend at least some time of their day on the internet. Whether you're driving your car and you got to use Google Maps, or maybe you've downloaded a podcast episode and you're listening to it at another time in your day, we use the internet. Very frequently, and I want to just talk about a little bit of the vocabulary involved in that. That may sound a little boring to some people, but trust me, trust me, I've got good tips here. Some of these things may sound totally obvious to everyone, but isn't it good to know that you're using the words in the right way at the same time? Well, stay tuned in, and you can make sure that you are. Now, before I get into that, I'd like to just take a moment first to remind everybody listening that this podcast is something that you want to be subscribed to. When you subscribe to the podcast, then you get updated. You get notified whenever new things come out, and new things will come out quite frequently. You can really count on that. So make sure that you hit subscribe, and you'll know whenever I've got something new coming out. Now, time to get into this. Let's take a look at what we've got here: English for the internet. So, of course, everybody listening to this is aware of what the internet is. It's what's connecting me to you right now, wherever you may be in the world. However, there's a lot of vocabulary and pronunciation that we use when we're talking about the internet. That not everyone may be familiar with. For starters, notice the word "internet." Inner, internet. Both T's in this are silent. I'm not saying internet, but a quick and short inner. 
internet with a vanishing T in the middle and a stop T on the ending. Internet. These are both different T sounds that I have spoken about in the past, so I'm not going to get into detail with today, but I just want you to notice that. From now on, every time I say it, notice the way that I don't say internet, but inner. Internet. So speaking of the internet, what can we talk about? Well, first of all, how we connect to the internet. When you're at home, work, at a friend's house, at a coffee shop, you are likely using Wi-Fi, right? Wi-Fi is often how we connect to the internet. Notice when I say this word, Wi-Fi, Wi-Fi. Notice the stress on that. I've spoken a little bit about syllable stress in the past as well. And here we see that the first syllable, the beginning part of the word, is stronger than the second part of the word. Both syllables have the exact same vowel sound, a long I. But only the first is stressed. The second, on the other hand, is unstressed, quick and quiet. Say that along with me now. Wi-Fi. 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 Getting it strong in the beginning, kind of stretched out, lengthening that vowel sound, stressing it. Wi-Fi. Quick and quiet. So Wi-Fi is great because it allows you to connect to the internet wirelessly. But sometimes Wi-Fi can be a little slow, especially if you're sharing the connection with other people. What can we do to speed up the connection? Well, we connect an Ethernet cable. Ethernet. An Ethernet cable, we connect it to our computer. An Ethernet cable is a long cord that plugs into the modem, which is the device that connects you to the internet. So now what are some things that slow down a Wi-Fi connection? Well, your internet connection slows down when the bandwidth is used between multiple devices, or when you're doing something that requires a large amount of bandwidth. Notice that word I'm saying there, bandwidth. Notice that word, very useful one. Notice how the an stretches out in band, an, bandwidth. And again, the first syllable is stressed, the second, quick and quiet. Bandwidth. So what is bandwidth anyway? It is a strange sounding word. We don't really use it outside of the context of the internet. Is it the width of a band? Maybe a band full of obese people? No, not at all. Not at all. Bandwidth is the amount of information or data traveling across a path. When a lot of people are using the same internet connection, your bandwidth is shared between different devices. This means that a lot of information is traveling through one path, and it slows down the overall speed of the internet. Notice how I said that? Inner. Internet. That is why an ethernet cable is convenient, because it gives you a direct path between your device and the internet. And the data is delivered most efficiently. And there's another good word there, data, 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 information that we consume on the internet, whether it's a data plan on your phone or data within your house. Data is the information we consume. 
strong D in the beginning, flap T on the end with a schwa, data, data. So what are people doing that slows down your bandwidth? Well, the big thing these days is streaming video, of course. Streaming video is watching a video without downloading it, like we do on YouTube. You also stream music. You also stream podcasts. In fact, you, as my listener, may be even streaming this very podcast right now. Some people have possibly preferred to download this podcast in a place where they had Wi-Fi and then listen to it when they're in their car. This way, you don't have to use any of your data plan from your phone. Anyway, though, back to bandwidth. Video streaming uses bandwidth. So for this reason, video calling, calling your friends and family with video over the internet requires large amounts of data because you're seeing someone in real time and they're also seeing you in real time. So you're using incoming video and outgoing video. Here's a quick tip, by the way. If the internet is slow in your house and someone's video chatting, just ask them if they can turn the video off. An audio call doesn't use nearly as much data as a video call. And it'll let things run much smoother when you're watching something in real time. Now there's another good word. Real time. Seeing something or seeing someone in real time. What is that? Isn't all time real? Well, no, it's not really real. We just made it up so that we could measure change. However, the term real time refers to seeing something as it's happening. Most of what we see on the internet has already happened. It happened, someone maybe recorded it, and then put it up to be viewed again later. This podcast, for example, was likely recorded at least a day or two before you're hearing it now. So this is not real time. When I go on Clubhouse, however, and talk with people live, which, by the way, I do most weekday mornings... That is real time. So, real time. Now we've got that idea down. I hope you're following me well here. We've seen a lot of vocab. We've seen a lot of vocab. But I think you're following me well. Video streaming. Bandwidth. Internet. Ethernet cable. Wi-Fi. Strong in the beginning. Weak on the ending. Wi-Fi. Keep listening for these words. These will take time to develop. But you'll keep getting them. You will keep getting them. Now, anyway, there's something that I mentioned there just a a minute ago where you can find me in real time. Clubhouse. Clubhouse. What is that? Clubhouse is a social media platform. What does that mean? Well, a social media platform is an application or a website where we connect with other people. Instagram. Clubhouse, Facebook, Twitter, LinkedIn, all of these are considered different platforms of social media. Folks, this is just a quick message to remind you to subscribe to the Accent Training Podcast. If you haven't already, you don't want to miss a second of this Accent Training experience. And you want to be updated whenever I've got new content out for you. So if you haven't subscribed, hit subscribe now.
Now, each platform has its own unique uses. Instagram is great for posting pictures and short videos. Clubhouse, on the other hand, is audio only. No pictures aside from your profile picture. You go on, you listen to people, you chat about all sorts of things, and you learn. Or, if you're like me and you prefer teaching, well, you go on there and you teach. Now, most social media platforms are free. But I just want to comment on this real quickly to explain why. A lot of people just don't understand how platforms like Facebook or Twitter make any money. Is this a charity platform run out of the goodness of people's hearts? Well, not exactly. There are a couple of ways that social media platforms make money. The first is advertising, of course. The internet is full of ads. And each ad was paid for to exist on that platform. So ads are a significant source of revenue, but there's an even bigger source of revenue that you may not be aware of. It's you. You. You see, if a service is free, then you are the product. Social media platforms collect your information or data and sell it to data science companies. These companies then organize that data and use it for a large number of things. They can, for example, sell this data to advertising agencies to see how to better sell things to people, or they sell it to companies to determine current trends in the population. Sometimes it can even be used to influence large populations of people for upcoming elections. This is something that has been debated over the last couple of years in the United States. It's also used to advance our technologies, such as artificial intelligence. In fact, data from social media users is more valuable than oil or gold. I'm not going to pretend I have a full understanding of data science, but I can tell you that data science is a booming industry and will likely hold down some major work opportunities for years to come. It's a business that is not going anywhere. So if it interests you at all, getting into data science may be a good career move. Back to social media. On social media, we come across some funny words, and I want to take the chance to explain them. The first one is meme. A meme is a picture with some kind of short text, usually making a funny remark. These are usually about pop culture or politics. I'd also like to point out that the pronunciation of the word meme is not pronounced meme. I do often hear people, and understandably so, people understandably do this. I can see why you're pronouncing this. But people will often say it like that, meme. However, meme is the proper pronunciation. Another type of post that you will likely see on social media are GIFs. That is GIF, not GIF. A lot of people will say GIF, but I'm telling you now, we want to make that one just a regular G consonant for that G kind of sound. G, GIF. GIF, G-I-F, is short for Graphics Interchange Format. Graphics interchange format. And notice I'm saying interchange, not interchange, but interchange. Graphics interchange format. 
This is a quick little video, maybe about five seconds long, of something silly that it's just meant to catch your eye, just to catch your attention. GIFs repeat after those five seconds are up on a continuous loop. Memes and GIFs often go viral, which is to say that they spread like a virus across the internet. Sometimes worldwide, sometimes all over the world, these GIFs will become popular. As a matter of fact, if you find a good app, you can even make them yourself. I used to make memes often, post them on some websites. It's a fun hobby if you've got a little free time. If you, and if you think, uh, if you got a good sense of humor, make some memes. Why not? It's as easy as just downloading an app, finding some pictures, and putting the text over the pictures, and then uploading it to the internet. Try it out. It can be very addictive, to be honest with you. It can be very addictive because you're making funny jokes and people like them. But if you like that sort of thing, try it out. It's honestly easier than you may think. Okay, so memes and GIFs are short and easy and really they take minimal effort to create. Other forms of media on the internet take a lot of work. YouTube videos, blogs, podcasts, vlogs, with a V, vlogs, all of these are very time-consuming. Let's consider what these things are. First of all, podcasts. You're listening to a podcast right now, so I'm sure you're well aware of what it is. Podcast is just audio. They can have video as well, but personally, I feel a little more restricted when I have video. That may sound a little bit strange, like, why would video restrict me? Like, you know, who's upset about that? But the camera, maybe I'm just a little camera shy, I don't know what it is. But the video, I feel a little bit restricted. You know what I mean? And so I like podcasts because I can do just audio only. And I'm telling you, time-consuming between the writing and the recording and the editing. And it is a lot of work. I'd say at least a good five or six hours probably in total for every episode minimum. Five or six hours if I, uh, if I put a good amount of work into it. Because as you folks see, I like putting some good work into this. I always find good information to share. So my personal experience with podcasts, this is a very fun medium for getting across information. These can come in all different formats, different lengths. Some of them are three hours long. Some of them are 40 minutes. Some of them are 15 minutes. My shortest ones are around 10 minutes. My longest is about an hour, which... I plan on making another hour-long episode sometimes. I, I don't see why I wouldn't. It is fun to make it. It's just, like I said, a lot of editing, but totally worth it. Anyway, podcasts, all different topics. Check out lots of podcasts. Now, blogs. Blogs are written media about a topic. Like podcasts, they can be any length, and honestly, they can cover any topic. Food, travel, anything you're into. Blogs are little articles, maybe anywhere from 500 words to 1,500 words, typically, I suppose, talking about things. I'm working on my own blog these days, which I will have prepared for you. Not too long from now, actually, my friend. Not too long. A blog is coming out. It's not far away. But blogs are a great way to get across information. YouTube videos. YouTube videos. These are also great. These, you know, they... They can cover, again, so many things. And, you know, some people will make entire movies for YouTube. People have made entire careers 
from YouTube. This is a pretty common thing these days. To be a YouTuber is a very common thing. And it's a way that a lot of people are finding freedom and finding ways to make money online through YouTube. It's a great source of media. Does it take a lot of work? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I've made a couple YouTube videos. And if you want to do high-quality stuff, you got to put the time in or you got to put the money in. And, I mean, I'm working on both of those at the moment. Most definitely a YouTube channel. Oh, that, that takes a little investment. But like I said, there is a return on investment, and many people have made quite a living from YouTube. YouTube channels can cover all sorts of things, all sorts of topics. One that is real popular on YouTube is vlogs. A vlog. Okay, what is a vlog? I'm not saying blog, because I said blog, that's like written, a written article. So what is a vlog with a V sound? A vlog is a video log, like a podcast and a blog together, but with a lot of focus on the video aspect. Travel vlogs. There are a lot of great travel vlogs. One that I would actually suggest is called Vagaboom. Vagaboom. V-A-G-A-B-O-O-M. Now, this is in Spanish. This is in Spanish, this uh, particular travel vlog. But these are some friends of mine. This is a Mexican woman and her husband, who I believe he's Swiss. And they travel all over the world, all over the place. And they have the most incredible times. And they document all of their experiences. And they talk about what they learned. They talk about how you can save money. On my honeymoon, oh my goodness, I saved a lot of money on my honeymoon just from taking their advice on it. Because... I'm someone who, I don't want to stay on the resort the whole time. I want to go out. I want to have a little fun. I want to take surfing lessons and meet some locals and, and travel. And we did just that. And this YouTube page totally facilitated that. So make sure that you check these guys out. Most of their stuff is in Spanish. Not going to lie. Most of their stuff is in Spanish. However, they're very interesting folk. So definitely take a look at their content. Well, this just about brings me, anyway, to wrapping things up for today. This has been a good chat, I think, about the Internet. Honestly, I think that I've gotten across a few things here. Not too much information. I don't want to overwhelm anyone with a whole bunch of words and suggestions. Check this out. Check that out. Nah, that gets overwhelming. You don't end up following any of it, and you forget most of it. But let's quickly, just very quickly review some of the pronunciation that we took a look at today. Starting from the top. Internet. Internet. If you listened closely today, you noticed I wasn't saying internet, but inner. Internet. Wi-Fi. Wi-Fi. Strong in the beginning, weak on the ending. Wi-Fi. Is it Wi-Fi? No, it is not Wi-Fi. It is Wi-Fi. Is it Wi-Fi? No, it is not. But it is rather Wi-Fi. Wi-Fi. We looked at the word bandwidth. Bandwidth. And how you stretch that out. Bandwidth. Stretching out that modified short A. Episode 60-something or 50-something, I don't know. One of these episodes I talked about, the modified short A. Refer back to that. 
bandwidth, data, data. Strong in the beginning, that first D gets a strong, true D sound, da. The second, a flap T, very quick and very quiet, da, data. Real time. Real time is to say something that is happening is to say that you're watching something just as it's happening. You're watching it in real time. Meme. Is it meme? No. That's a common habit. But we just get me and then we hold out an M, a nasal M sound on the ending. Meme. And gif. Is it a gif? No, it's a gif. 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 I'm not saying gift with a T on the ending. I'm saying gif. Gif. So, these words here, a whole bunch of them. If you watch for these words, honestly, you can probably come across at least a few of these words in your first 10 minutes of scrolling through social media. You'll come across something with this, or you'll be able to identify some of these things. If you just pick up your phone and Look around on it. And that's the kind of stuff I want to give. You know, things that you can just easily identify in your daily life so that you can start to adjust your pronunciation to them. So, when it comes to internet vocabulary, I hope that this has helped to boost your confidence a little bit. I want to make sure that everybody listening feels comfortable and confident just communicating themselves in English. You know? Do you have to say everything the way that I do? No. No, you don't have to, but it may make your life a little bit easier. That's what I'm telling you. I'm just telling you the way that we say things where I live. You can take it or leave it. Do you want to say internet? Internet? That's okay. Everybody will understand you. If you say internet and you say true T's on there, people will understand you just fine. But if you get it quick and quiet, inner, internet, internet. It might flow a little bit more smoothly in your speech. You'll have a little more control over your word stress. Well, this brings me to wrapping this one up for today. Thank you for taking the time out of your day to tune on in. I've most certainly had a lot of fun writing about this episode and and just getting to share some of the experiences that we all go through online and how you can talk about them. If you take a little time today and you practice this again, then you will have accomplished something for yourself today. And that's good, isn't it? That's valuable. So treat yourself to an accomplishment and check the description of this episode afterwards and I'll have these words posted there and I'll write beside them as well the way that they're pronounced. I won't use the phonetic spelling, I'll just use regular letters and how you can... so that you can determine for yourself how you want to pronounce these. Anyway, have a wonderful day. Enjoy your breakfast, your lunch, and your dinner. I had a great smoothie for breakfast. I put a ton of peanut butter in there today. Oh, that was good. I think that there's a little bit left still. I'm actually going to go grab some of that right now just to hydrate and get some nutrients from my smoothie. Treat yourself to a smoothie. I've talked about smoothies in past episodes in my closing words, and I most certainly recommend it to everyone. Make smoothies in the mornings, and you really won't regret it. 
you will feel better throughout the day. Anyway, I gotta get going. Have a wonderful day, and you'll be hearing many more things from me in the days to come. Have a good one.